0: Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I know there's a lot of places you could spend your time and you've chosen to be here and we uh, we thank you. This is Rick Words, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. The vision is to engage dads in raising a godly generation and reinvigorate the church on the fathering front. We're continuing a discussion here in this series uh, around why Faithful Fathering? Why is Faithful Fathering important in your life? And why is it such a powerful movement in churches and society? Uh, I do want to point you to uh, our website, FaithfulFathering.org, where you can click on the Dad Talk button to see a history of blogs we post each week that really complement these podcasts. And as always, we'll uh, we'll work to keep this a very practical discussion that we pray blesses you on your journey as a faithful father. In the studio with me today is uh, Mr. Eugene Johnson Jr. He's the president of Man to Man Let's Talk. He's a very a dear friend and a special guest. He's also a husband and father of two. Thank you again for being here Eugene. Thank
1: you so much Mr. Ray for having me brother.
0: It's a blessing to have you and uh, we're continuing our discussion and uh, the the why uh, faithful fathering is important. Why is it important uh, to understand the significance of selflessness versus selfishness you know have you been through any self improvement uh, programs brother yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> So self motivation positive yeah, talk yeah. all that stuff.
1: absolutely you know if we're not working on ourselves daily as fathers we are living beneath our privilege mm-hmm. you know and, and I think as human beings we we will never get to the point to where we have arrived we are continuously arriving Mm -hmm. and so where we are arriving we are always learning Mm -hmm. and as we strive for that to uh, renew our minds to be transformed to to be what God created us to be uh, we put ourselves in a position of being more selfless um, rather than selfish and and when when you talk about those things selfish and selfless what comes to mind is us as fathers, some of us, wanting to be right Mm. more than being righteous. Mm. And when we are right, we're more in a selfish category Mm. because we're trying to prove others wrong. When we're more righteous, we're more in a selfless category Mm. because God and his son was selfless. Mm And so working on ourselves on a regular basis as fathers and showing our family like we're doing today, our our brides know where we are and they know the reason why we're doing what we're doing. And it is a selfless act because we don't know it all. Mm -hmm. And we want to learn today so we can be better when we get back home to Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important for us To embrace being righteous more than being right.
0: Right. I know in the corporate world that we always did work on self-improvement for sales results, for business results, and what have you. I remember reading the book. Uh, think and grow rich uh, yeah. by Napoleon, Napoleon Hill which Hill. which was a fabulous book and and uh, I don't by any means want it to mean anything cuz it's all good stuff yes. and, and in fact Napoleon Hill was very uh, spiritual in uh, in his writings and uh, and what have you but sometimes you took it to the to the nth degree that yay me and these are my accomplishments exactly. and look at I'm a self-made man exactly. and, and and again that in itself isn't bad who we're glorifying right. has a lot to do with whether it's good or bad. Right?
1: Absolutely, and absolutely.
0: So, have you ever received any selfless
1: training? Yes, you know, through I learned a lot through a lot of retreats and workshops, of um, and, and listening and listening to uh, different podcasts and videos, and it really humbled me to know that I really don't know as much as I think that I do know. So asking a lot of questions in certain retreats and workshops and things help help me to understand uh, in order for I, for myself to get better as a father and as a human being that I have to put my pride to the side and to be willing to listen to words of wisdom that will help me get to the next level that God has in store for me. Mm. So those are some of the platforms that that helped me Uh, from a selfless perspective and just our workshops with our organization as well workshops and conferences and when we have guest speakers that come there uh, reminds me you know uh, of continue to work on being selfless rather than being selfish
0: that humility thing that Absolutely. Uh, Jesus always talks about, huh?
1: Absolutely. That humble <laughs> pie tastes a little bit better when you understand the ingredients in
0: it. As long as it's not crow, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, I think you know you talk about different experiences and retreats and weekends, conferences. These are all opportunities we have. I, I remember one of the top two or three spiritual experiences of my life was what's called a walk to Emmaus. I think in some circles, Presbyterian, Catholic, they call it the Christia experience, where you you have a a lock-away, three-and-a-half-day lock-away, and it's all about... Uh, the, the walk to Emmaus where the, uh, the uh, two uh, disciples were walking uh, from Jerusalem to Emmaus and, and the stranger comes up and starts opening the scriptures to them and they're, they don't recognize as Jesus the Christ, right? Uh, the resurrected Christ walking with them until later. And, and through that weekend you begin to realize how you know the old foot, footprints in the stand in the sand. Uh, you know analogy where you know, you see the two sets of footprints where God's walking with you, and then all of a sudden there's just one set. And so, well, where were you then, God? And He says, "I was carrying you." Mm, <laughs> you, know? yes, you know, yes. This is this is the humble piece that reminds you that you know we're always uh, to be leaning and be looking to God, and we can only see that if we take our eyes off ourselves. That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, the uh, The idea of uh, Jesus' selfless, sacrificial life, you know, in John fifteen 13, he says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's own life, one's life for one's friends. Uh, how, how does that impact you? And, and how, what does that scripture say to you?
1: Well, Jesus' life is the prime example of you know, he went all the way to the cross for you and I and his fathers. I mean, will we put ourselves in a position where we would actually die for our bride? Will we die for our children? Uh, I mean, we are leading by example, and Jesus did that for us. He led and he died. Will we do that for our family? And mm-hmm. I believe that the relationship that we have with God and with his son, we know, as Paul said, that if we die, is to gain, Right. Mm -hmm. And so we know whether we're still here or whether we leave from here, that we still win because of our relationship with Him. And so putting ourselves in that type of position, it's not about us, Mm -hmm. it's all about God. Mm -hmm. And when that time comes, we know and we'll know where we'll be, you know, if we had to make that decision. So we have that relationship like, like it's supposed to be, in a way, then. Death doesn't seem as as such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only bad when you don't talk about it and you don't fully understand it. Right. But we all gonna we all not gonna make it out of here alive. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to
0: figure out that Elijah <laughs> and Enoch. You know, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just
1: they <laughs> just we didn't hear anything about them anymore. No they were just caught up in the wind <laughs> and they were gone. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> the, uh, I think it was had something to do with the fiery chariots. Came down chariot, got that's so right. I'll uh, we'll, we'll yeah. be looking for that. The, uh, uh, you bring up Paul and you think about, uh, you know, he was probably the ultimate uh, self made man. He was a Jew's Jew. He was a Roman's Roman. Right. And he was going to persecute the uh, anyone following the way, right? right. Until uh, Jesus knocked him to the ground. That's it. And uh, said, you know, Paul, why are you, per- Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting That's me? That's right. That's and, right. Uh, so he got a dose of. Of selfless improvement uh, firsthand blinded for several days yes and uh, and then had had a a turnabout in his life any anything in your life there have been some times that you've gotten kind of high on yourself and the Lord kind of says you know hey let's let's just settle down here a little bit
1: absolutely I remember the turning point in college Um, I was playing football I was working in uh, a job. I was, in, I was president of a fraternity organization and on my way to um, graduating and definitely enjoying in the, the, the college party life and those things. And I, I knew that my environment wasn't the best. Um, I, didn't, I didn't speak as well during that time. I cursed like a sailor when I was around uh, you know the guys, the football players and stuff that was just the culture. And there was a time where um, all those things just really hit me and I was laying on the I was laying on the floor and I had my feet up um, on on the wall or or let, let, let me let me tell the truth. I had my feet up on the old TV. And it had a TV on top of that one, if I remember. See, see, folks don't know about that. You know, you have the old TV was was the, uh, home in, uh, the home entertainment center for the other TV that goes on top of that one. It was a tube TV. It wasn't a flat screen TV, right? And I remember having my feet up uh, on the old TV as I'm watching the TV above that. And I started to feel my heart flutter. And it was consistent. As I'm feeling the flutters in my heart, and so then the flutters led to me uh, shortness of breath, and and so I was like, "This is a concern." I mentioned it to my 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 uh, my parents. I also mentioned it to the athletic trainer, and they made an appointment for me to go and see the doc. And so I remember going to see the doc, and and uh, doc had put a heart. A heart rate monitor on me. So for 24 hours, I had all the stickies on me and the box around me and um, to monitor my heart and everything. So they checked it all out. Everything came back fine. So Doc said, um, the only thing that I can see is that, you know, there's a lot of stress that's going on in your life and you need to make some changes. And that right there was the turning point for me of eliminating all that other selfish stuff that I was doing and and to continue to build my relationship with God because I party on Saturday, go to worship on Sunday. Um, I wasn't hearing the, the Lord, you know, the sermon good, you know, with that type of attitude and action. But when I started to make those changes, I started to hear those sermons a lot clearer and I realized the importance of repentance during that time and it really changed my life when I started to uh, eliminate those selfish acts that I was doing that was not pleasing to God and I thank God for sparing my life you know when my life could have been taken um, by some of the things that I was doing to where I was able to have another chance to uh, to give him all the glory the honor and the praise and that was kind of like a personal Selfless training mm-hmm. uh, workshop, just mm-hmm. like Paul or uh, Saul experienced before he became Paul, uh, in my life. So it took for my heart to flutter a little bit, and for me to, you know, miss a few breaths and take it in, taking in uh, to catch my attention to get there to the dock and to realize that what I was doing was not pleasing to him.
0: There's a lot of folks out there that don't understand uh, college athletics. It's a full-time job. Yes, it? it is. And then you're also going to school, trying to make grades, and you're trying to stay in the in the, in the, in the in crowd, right? Absolutely. And it, it can wear yourself thin, but I, I know there are a lot of dads out there that are trying to do the same thing by by being that successful guy at work to provide mm-hmm. well for his family, to keep all the, 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 the fire, the, the wick burning on uh, both ends, right? Right. And uh, it It's important, uh, as uh, Eugene just said, uh, dads that are listening, that you look at your life, know that... Uh, it isn't about uh, that paycheck necessarily. How much? It's, it's not what you make. It's what uh, what you spend. And uh, revisit uh, that budget. Revisit those priorities that are that are distracting you right now. If you are finding that it's all about uh, trying to accomplish, uh, get that next promotion, get that next raise, uh, get that nicer house, and nicer car. These are not the things that are important. And, uh, and, and if you look at it, is it truly a selfish desire that uh, you want these things or is it a selfless desire in the, uh, in the mode that uh, Christ would be calling us to? Uh, you know, and as it, it, you mentioned, marriage, and you know, it always says, you know, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her. You know, uh, it's been said that uh, once you understand we're supposed to die for these women, everything else kind of comes, to, falls into line. Do you agree with that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Christ died for us, man, and and we love our wives that much that we would die for them also.
0: So that's the ultimate selflessness. Yes, it is. And uh, our challenge, of course, is to live into that in a way that honors our Father and glorifies uh, the marriage he blesses us with. You know, I I think uh, personally, I, you can tell me whether you agree or not, but marriage is the closest thing that we experience here in this life uh, to a relationship with Jesus the Christ. Amen. And, and so how we live that and how we walk that has everything to do with with what we're going to be passing on to the next generation. So, if, if we're in love with the world and, and we're selfish, uh, Saturday, uh, you know, uh, Monday through Saturday, and then we come to church Sunday, what are the kids going to catch? Hmm. They're going to catch that busyness. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that selfishness. Versus a selflessness. Yes. And so that's uh, that commitment to selfless improvement is is the call to dads today. Any other thoughts or suggestions as we uh, pull this uh, this segment to a close? One of
1: the things that, that bothers me, uh, and it's because I know now, and we all were kind of part of it, is in being selfish is being also competitive. And as we are competitive to one another, we also compare one another. And as fathers is it's our in our culture as we look and we see how others are and we try to be like those individuals instead of discovering who we are. God has never created us to compete against each other. The Bible says I believe is in second Corinthians ten and twelve, or maybe twelve and 10, one of the two. But Paul says as he talking to the the children and the, the Christians in Corinth how comparing each other to ourselves is unwise. And so when we compare, we're competing. And when we're competing, we're looking for one of us to be on top, which means that one of us are not. And if we're okay with that and being number one when the other is not number one, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And our culture, the way that uh, things happen in our culture, in our world today, it's all about being number one and, 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 and what comes with that is just like on our social media platforms, that individuals who have millions of followers, they can be looked at as a king, because that's what a king does. Mm. A king has followers. Mm-hmm. And you have followers, which means you're leading them in a particular way. And if you're not leading them to Christ, nothing else really matters, but if you're trying to compete to have so many followers, then you're going to do it in a way that is more selfish than selfless. Right. So we have to put ourselves in a position to not compare each other, but to embrace our journey and to help others with their own journey. And that's more of a selfless act. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, Paul says it clear, imitate me for I imitate Christ." Mm-hmm. And that's what we're supposed to do as humans, and in particular as fathers, we need to imitate Christ because he is our perfect example in the way uh, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in our household, in our community, in our city, in our churches, and in this country. That is what we're supposed to do and live in living a selfless life.
0: We, want to be, uh, we don't want to be complacent. But we are to be content with what we have, right? That's what Paul said. He's completely content. Whether, you know, if it's bitter, drink the bitter. if If it's sweet, then go ahead and drink the sweet. You know, whatever the case may be. And I think it's the same when it comes to compete versus comparing you know we're to we're to run the race well that he has marked out for us uh but that's that's our challenge is to uh glorify not ourselves but him and being the best we can be he's uniquely gifted you as a trainer right. uh and and so you're the best trainer you can be that doesn't right. mean that you're you're out there to whoop all the other trainers. It, right. The challenge is to, to glorify God in the process.
1: Absolutely. And if we get a W out of the race, then that's just a bonus. But knowing the fact that if we're on God's team, Mr. Rick, we win every day.
0: Amen. And that's the team we're called to be on. And that team is based on your selflessness, not your selfishness. So Dad's uh, focus on selfless improvement. Embrace that to the full. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless. God speak.